Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Dr Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, for the month of April, we asked you, hey wonderful listeners at home, we want to watch a musical. Which musical should we watch and review? And you only went and suggested and voted for two. That's right, we had two musicals finishing joint first in our uh, audience choice poll, uh, the first of which we are reviewing this week, and it is 1980's The Apple. Nope, I hadn't heard of it either, but luckily we have someone here who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it is Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi, Stephen. Hello, Dr. Ellen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Super. Uh, What do you know about The Apple from 1980? Uh, not a lot. I know that Rob Woods really wanted me on this podcast, so I'm excited <laughs> for that. Um, we did watch the trailer here once, um, either after I was on a, another podcast with him or possibly one that I just tagged along and watched. Mm. I don't recall. Um, but we did watch it, and I remember it looking very theatrical and stagey, so I'm excited. Mm. I don't know, really know what I'm in for. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and your uh, background in terms of your, your doctorate is, is specifically to do with musical yeah. theatre. yeah. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this is going to fall out. Because <laughs> okay. I have no idea what I'm getting into. Well, uh, we, we can't hold him back anymore. It is uh, <laughs> our guest who has seen the film. It is the aforementioned Robert Woods. How are you, Robert? I'm about a seven. Excellent. Well, I thought that number would be higher today because uh, all I know about the Apple is that you really want people to watch this film. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird because, like... Like, I I love showing this film to people, but I never expect them to like it. <laughs> so in a very contrary sort of way, what what's the apple about? Um It is let's go with it's it's a retelling of Adam and Eve in glam rock style. Okay. Weirder or less weird than um Starlight Express? Oh, Ooh, that's... You know, I'm going to say it's less weird. Okay. I but, don't think you can but... really beat self-insert Thomas the Tank Engine fan fiction where people are trains. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know that you can get ha- much weirder having, than that. Having said that, this is a mess. <laughs> I'm so film. excited. It's a I'm mess I'm so excited. Okay. The, la- the last time I was in a film that you were like, I love this film so much, it was Speed Racer, which I was like, this is incredible. I love this. So who knows? I might love this too. I guess we'll find out. I don't, I don't want to say why this is a mess of a film. Um, and also, it's, and it's not something that, that I think is like The Room, mm. where... It's like a. Del- it's like it's, a- it's so terrible. It's it's great because mm. I actually think there's legitimate redeeming qualities to this film. Mm. Okay, but it's undeniably a mess of a film. So, okay, uh, yeah. Well, with all that being said, shall we watch the apple? I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and uh, prepare to meet the natural, natural, natural desire, and meet an actual, actual, actual vampire as we watch The Apple.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, and uh, I'm joined once again by Robert Woods Hello. and Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi. We've just finished watching The Apple from 1980. Um, Ellen, it yeah. was your first time watching The Apple. Yep. What did you think? It's... <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what to say about that film. Um... I just I just sent a message to Dr. Sarah Curtis, who is our other resident uh, musical theatre PhD person, and I said, Sarah, it's like it's like if 1984 was a glam rock musical based on the Bible with a bit of Godspell at the end. Like it's, I'm really not sure what I just watched. And for it con- was great. Yeah, for, for for the context of those listening at home, when we do this program. <laughs> We, we normally like we we do start recording pr- pretty much uh, as as soon as we finish watching the film. But normally it's like there's a minute or two of ah oh, I need to go for a wee. I'm gonna re top up my drink. No, we as soon as it was done, it was like right mic test. Let's go. I want the full raw apple uh, response because holy shit, Rob, what what was that? It's madness. Yeah, but it's like it, brilliant. It, what the. F- felt like it was like a certain degree of madness that was like okay no this is i kind of get that the bible allegory and stuff and yeah. yeah okay i can see what they're going for and then god turns up in a cadillac <laughs> no, sorry not god mr tops turns up in a ghostly cadillac yeah in the sky well that's what i was saying like it's got some legitimately well done stuff in it. There is some amazing like, dancing in yeah. this. There's These are like proper pretty... trained dancers. Yeah, there's some nice dance numbers. It's not yes. badly shot or no. put together for a low budget. For a low film. budget film from 1980 that has weird content. It's got some nice it's songs. Pretty well put together. And it's just that it's just <laughs> f- the, weird. The end. Like they literally, from what I understand, ran out of money. And just they did <laughs> and a Monty like, Python and just went, God's gonna turn up and Let's... rapture them. And apparently they, they, they didn't have enough money to shoot the opening scene that introduces everything that's in the end scene. Oh, so they just went, Oh, Mr. Tops is gonna come. Who the f is Mr. Tops? Don't worry. We'll tell you about that later, but then they just never so filmed what, that scene. What, like it's it's the last half of a bookend that was never shot. That was sh- never sh- shot. <laughs> So, so <laughs> well, no wonder it's so confusing. That makes just, sense. The end just happens. Yeah. Holy shit! And Miriam Margulies is in it randomly for like two scenes yeah. as the landlord. It's a lot. Um, and, and before <laughs> before we really delve into the apple, uh, oh Robert, I, I understand this film is actually quite difficult to get a hold of. It is. It is difficult to get a hold of, oh especially God. in Australia. Though, if if you have a VPN, um, or you're in America. Uh, you can stream it on Tubi for free mm. uh, with ads. And in some countries, I think it might be easier to find in the UK as well because it's a UK production. Mm. Makes sense. Um, but I-, I imported my Blu-ray from the US mm. because, yeah, it-, it has not ever been properly released. I wonder yeah. why. It's, it's, uh, it's, because it's a Film lost to time. Well, that's it the is. Thing. Like I've seen films of people like, oh, this is like a cult thing. Like, like I remember watching Rocky Horror for the first time mm. because it was on the TV, and Mum said to my brother, I was like, I don't know, fourteen or something, mm. and my mum was like, you guys have to like record this off the TV and watch it because it's great, and we did, and I watched it. I was like, Mum, what the, f-? and then watched it again later. I was like, this is amazing. I love this because yeah. it's great. Mm. 
this is like another like couple of dozen layers above that in terms of what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is it is quite there's like there's Rocky yeah. Horror, there's Phantom of the Paradise, mm. and then And then there's And then there's the Apple. The Apple, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Apple is way on top. That yeah. is yeah. <laughs> It, it it does have a lot of uh, like imagery that is evocative of, of Rocky Horror, and you can clearly see the impact. Oh, it's that, that same glam, glam rock, rock type thing. thing. Because when was when did the Rocky Horror film 75. come out? But this is eighties, and yeah. there's like there's more disco influence in this one. There's yeah. like there's a Rasta. Song. Yeah, but also Rocky Horror is looking back to the fifties and like mm. that kind of era, whereas this is now like seventies going into eighties, mm. and the the musical influences and stuff like they're looking at stuff from the seventies a lot of the 70s stuff mm. like disco and glam rock and sort of coming in yeah. but they're projecting it into the future and why was it 1984 as well that's the way it was said in 1994 because oh. it's like because it's like a nice sort of nod it's, it's to part, George Orwell it, yeah they, originally it was going to be set in 84 and they went this is actually a little bit too close too close we need to, to when push the film's it a bit further they, they pushed it 10 more years you and, know what and, if they'd actually pushed it to all the way to 2004 the metallics would have been on trend mm. oh wow because late 90s early 2000s metallics were the thing so mm. a lot Again. of metallics there's a lot and of metallics. holographic. Mm. Yeah, Shiny. no. That, yeah. That, the holographic stickers, I was like, I used to cover my of, books in contact like that when I was A lot of lens flares. There's a lot so of... So much lens yeah. flare. All the sparkly showgirl outfits. Like, the costuming in this is incredible. Yeah. That's so, where all their budget went. No wonder they didn't have money to yeah, they, film they, scenes. Like, they were a, like, this... we need to buy more holographic fabric. <laughs> a Canon Films <laughs> film, yeah. which is like notoriously like ultra low budget. Uh, for a very low and, budget film yeah, oh my god they clearly blew their but like it's on the screen <laughs> yeah oh yeah and like that cave set where it was like oh it got to the end i'm like oh it's the cave set from the beginning okay yep yeah. that makes the sense dream sequence they were so, probably like oh there's too much money into this we need to use this again so i'm gonna try and run through this yeah in the order that stuff was presented because the film is it's chronological. That that was something that I, I wasn't expecting. I thought it was going to be a bit more messed about with. Um, but the story, such that it is, is um, we are in a dystopian um, sort of future of 1994 where there is BIM, this big entertainment conglomerate that controls seemingly the world um, uh, with Mr. Boogaloo at, at its head. Um and it controls entertainment, but then as we get further and further into the film, everything. we see it controls basically every aspect of society. And they are sort of... Um, it's really weird because we did The Hunger Games quite recently, and there are a lot of parallels <laughs> between this and The Hunger Games. But instead of Hunger Games, it's like Eurovision. Yeah. It's yeah. The World world Song Contest. Yeah, well, well, well yeah The World Vision. Song, which is just... Ex- it is extremely Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have uh, the, the the acceptable uh, band, uh, which is... What was it? Pan- Pandy and Bandy or... Pin- I forget Pandy what the Yeah, Pandy and Bandy, who admittedly, the Hey, Hey, Hey song... It was a pretty good disco banger. I was, I was like, yeah, because the film starts like it's You're like dancing. Boom, bah, boom, bah. It's like, oh, we're in the film. It started. No, no studio name, nothing. We're just straight in. Mm. And you have this great performance from them, and then it's followed up by um, our, our two leads, Alfie and Bibby, who are performing a very sort of seventies, uh, seventies, yeah, folksy, wholesome, almost a slightly hippie-ish. Guitar. Uh, love solid yeah mm. and the crowd are like boo initially this isn't what we've been told to like and then they go oh wait no we're actually starting to like it and then mm. 
they are sabotaged uh, mm. because we, we can't have this nonsense taking over. Um, so they lose the Eurovision uh, song contest. Or, world Vision. Yeah, the World Vision. The, um, the, what's it? The, the Oce- Oceana? What's the one from 1984? Um, Oceania. Yeah, the, yeah they, lose the, they, they lose the Oceana song contest. <laughs> and um, yeah, they, but, but they're, they're being uh, offered contracts with, with Mr. Boogaloo. Uh, uh, and Bibby's all like, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm totally going to do it. I'm going to sign this contract. We're, we're from Moose Jaw or wherever it is. You know, we're going to do this. And Alfie doesn't because Alfie has visions of everyone we've seen in the film, but as biblical allegories of Eve eating the apple. And we have an entire musical number about it. And it's great. With people hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, it was like... And this- a vampire, a real life vampire. Yeah, this, this is what I think the Beetlejuice Broadway musical wants to be is like it's <laughs> no this is this is what we will rock you want it to be mm. yeah but that... and we will rock you is not as good as this yeah. I don't think and so yeah it... then Elton wanted wanted we will rock you to be this yeah and I, then, bet, yeah, he's, yeah. I, I bet he I bet he's seen this and was just like yes this aesthetic amazing mm. and then the rest of the film is kind of just a, a fairly typical star-crossed lover's one of whom um, is under the thrall of the evil wizard slash uh, megalomaniacal um, lord Record. of music. Executive. Uh, it's essentially Wayne's World, actually, now I think about it. Um, and, yeah. And then they come back together and, and they love they each come... other, despite the fact that they're both... They're saved by hippies. They're saved by hippies. They're saved by hippies, which yeah. is... I was and then, like, what? And then, yeah, you've got... And you then know. becomes Godspell for a little bit. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And the, the film, if we just left it at them becoming hippies and that was it, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's kind of a bit of a sudden ending, but sure, that's fine. But no, no, Robert, we cut to an indeterminate amount of time later, at least a year, mm. where... They have a child. Th- they it's have a child, a who we don't find the name out of, I don't believe. No. And uh, Alfie's got a beard, and the government have come to get them, and they're saved by Mr. Tops in a Cadillac. In his magic flying Cadillac in the sky. And they all, don't worry, Mr. Tops is coming. Who? That's not set up at all, Robert. (laughs) I'm just just so mad. He just turns to Bibi and says, don't worry, he'll come. Who? Who? Mr. Tops. (laughs) And and the audience goes, what is that? (laughs) It'd be like, it would be like getting through the first two films in Lord of the Rings and then at the end of Helm's Deep, Aragorn going, don't worry, uh, Theoden, Gandalf's coming. And it's like, we haven't seen Gandalf for the two films. That's what it's like. That's exactly what it is. It'd be suddenly, if you cut Gandalf out of those films and he rides down the hill, I'd be like, it's impressive, but who the f*** are you? Like, it's... Deus Ex Machina. It's... Literal Deus. Yeah, deity. A literal Machina with a Cadillac. Yeah, like it's... Robert, what? Why? Well, I'll tell you I know you said it was a bookend, but... But even so, knowing that, why? Uh, I look. I I can't justify the film's existence. What I can say is that I heard Edgar Wright mention this film in a list of uh, British films that he loves, mm. and I had heard of all of them except for this one. And you were like, hmm. and I, and he said it was a musical, and I was like. And I've never heard of this. That seems unusual. Yeah. Right? So you went digging. So I... You went I, digging. I went digging and I searched and searched and searched it's for like a very a long time. It's like finding a curse box. <laughs> and, I, and I found a copy and I watched it for my... Uh, 
it was my friend's birthday and we were like, let's put this film on. And it was the most glorious night ever. <laughs> I mean, I, I can understand because it's like... I, I, I'm I'm it's mad batshit. at this film. Like I'm mad at how it ended. I never got that same level of mad with the ending of Holy Grail, <laughs> even though it was a bit sudden. I never got this mad at the ending of Blazing Saddles because that's brilliant the way they end that film. Completely. Weirdly. I think this is perfect. But this this, this made me great. so angry, and yet it is <laughs> it is a it's an enjoyable film. It and is the, an enjoyable. That's the see. Yeah. This is the issue. This is why I was like, I was nervous to show it and to, to put it forward. You're but like, I you're really either, wanted people to see it. You're like, because, you're either like, gonna like, love this or you're just gonna want to break something. Yeah, or I both. know. And it's kind of amazing because mm. it just it there's yeah genuinely enjoyable mm. things about it, mm. and um and then there's stuff that's maybe like guilty pleasure or like oh mm. that is so camp mm. oh it's it. like camp um, cranked up to like a hundred it's mm. yeah it's so pretty impressed. wild Holy there shit. is some there is some I'm wonderfully also, raunchy stuff you know what mm. i'm very impressed about though is that you know normally like films around this sort of time like especially like that sort of 70s leading a little bit into the 80s it's like the women are very sexualized and there's a lot of titties everywhere and this they were like all these dudes wearing g-strings i'm like yes yeah, half naked dudes. Thank there, you. There, there, a lot of guys there, in undies. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there was a lot of what I would call uh, equal opportunity naughty time. Yeah, uh, where, I was impressed by like, that. We we saw a lot of of Bandy's bum in in the apple sequence yeah. where mm-hmm. he's running around in the, the lot, gold. A lot, lot of male g strings. Yeah, a lot of male g strings. We saw, and again I'm a lot of you know a lot of lovely lady legs and all that kind of thing. But yeah. it was like like if if you have a a. If you like men or women, there is something in this film for you. It's like it's... the ultimate like bisexual, pansexual film. Like you, you, there's yeah. a bit of something for both. If you like eighties hair and you're into like men, women, and in between as well, because we've yeah. got a bit of like. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of queer representation. There's, there's a lot that. of yeah. There's a lot of and yeah, interesting thinking about it like contextually. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and again, it was it's a UK production, but it was primarily shot in Berlin. Of course, it was UK, and it and it shows. It really shows that this was shot in Berlin. It's they love that futurist. Yeah. Brutalism yeah. look. Brutalism. Yeah, but it was uh, now. for half a moment. I thought we were in an actual location from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah, uh, where, with the with the brutalist that flats. Bru- brutalist um, art. Yeah, it's texture is horrible. There's <laughs> a lot of film. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of songs in this film. Yeah. I, I kept writing down every song. The Donna that came Summer up. song. The, yeah, the Donna, the Donna Summer song, orgasm song. song. Yeah, which is literally sexy, called sexy orgasm song. Which is literally called Coming for You. As yeah, fr- yeah. Which is kind of like <laughs> it's not. It's not very subtle. Is this it? film doesn't do subtle at no, all. No, no, there is not nothing subtle about this film. I, I, I love some of the. <laughs> The songs were just an actual so vampire, blatant. and this one's about we're and, having and, sex. And then the apple being like, yeah, take a bite of an apple, and they're literally Adam and Eve, mm. yeah, and he's the devil, and the assistant is the snake, and the assistant's the snake, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, and his name is Snake, yeah, like <laughs> it's it's just and their henchmen are so great, superb. Oh yeah, the, the uh, bulldog. Bull, bulldog and the other one um, with their little bulldog teeth. Yeah, they were great. great. I really loved them uh, switching from like their their tuxedos to when they were in like the gimp stuff. Yeah, just, just having a nice time. It was, yeah. Um, God, God, do we do we do we think them. this is a commentary on like you know oh like hippies were like good free love but like all this like weird fetish BDSM like. The glam That's rock the bad, queer bad free love. stuff. That's the bad free love. Do we feel like this is a bit of a commentary on that? I, I feel like it. Like that. I feel like it might be a little bit like, oh, like 
hippie love is good, but like all these guys are wearing like leather and doing like bad shit. And... That's a good point. And contextually, I, I don't know if that was the intent. I don't know if that was the intention. But, but it's very hard it's to know reading. what the intent is for a lot of this film. So it, yeah. it is because it is kind of it's a weird cluster. Yeah, and in okay. the middle, in of, the best possible way, in <laughs> the middle of it all, is Miriam Marigold's <laughs> Jewish landlady. <laughs> Getting his tits grabbed in, for like, no good reason. Just like doing the most stereotypical, yeah. wonderful, big, bold character. <laughs> She's a delight. When she turned up, I was just like, is that Miriam Michael? <laughs> what is she doing in this film? Why is she here? She it was sing. like a payday. She like just came on set for one day and shot yeah, all Yeah, she had that and... scene where she got the ticket. She had the two scenes in the flat, three yeah. scenes and in the, the flat. Yeah. That was it. And that was it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Good what a day. I mean, oh, I tell you what, I bet. Yeah, can you yeah. imagine going and like to the premiere of this film if that had been your only like, like, there's your scripts with the bits and you chant. You're like, she would have been like, what the f- is this? And she'd have said it as well. <laughs> yeah, the she film. would have. She got five minutes in and sworn at the screen and this, gone. This What's film going never on? had a premiere. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But can you imagine though? Yeah. Yeah. Her turning into it, delightful. Yeah, it's it's like, and the the fact that Miriam Marigolds ter- turns up in the middle of this film. Just randomly. It's kind of like, I think... Icing on the cake. It, it's icing on the cake. And I think it's why... It's not just this as a reason, but I think it represents the fact that I think I like this film. Uh, as <laughs> because much- Mary Michael oh ends up halfway through. No, because I think it, 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 it is really camp. And it is bizarre. With a capital B and capital Zs. It is, it is strange. It is odd. But it also... It's trying. It's it, like... There's mm. nothing about this film that says that, that like that they they tried. Yeah, every, yeah. Every, there's, yeah. There's no scene where I'm like, ah, oh, this is just there to fill time. They, they didn't half ass this. That, no. no, it is it is full art. No, this was full art. Both cheeks yeah. in a in a G string in a gold <laughs> yeah. glitter. And there's a, there's a couple of songs in this. Uh, yeah. Coming for you is one of them. The other one is um, speed. Oh, do you mean the, speed? Good. That song gets stuck in my head. Constantly, <laughs> and again, I feel like there's a possible allegory here to like drugs and things as well. It's like, oh, mm, yes, a possible allegory. A possible, a possible allegory. allegory. They are not subtle at all. No, no, no not no. in the slightest. Consider- really, considering that previously cool she got roofied. <laughs> yeah, lots yeah. of lots of roofing going on in this movie. There's, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's just smorgasbord. It's just a lot it to is. pick from. You know you, what you, it is? It's like an it's like an eighties buffet. Yeah, that's what it is. Nineteen eighty, like. Buffet. Like, like, like excess. prawn cocktail, except like, like, you know, you know, those like weird jello salads. That's what this movie is. It's just too much. And it's a bit weird, but you're kind of like, mm, I can't really try it anyway. That's what yeah. it is. It's a jello salad. Yeah. It's, it's out of control. It's got, <laughs> th- there's no, there's no, there's nobody putting their hand on the tiller going, have we thought about this? Like, there's, there's nobody going. They're just like, what if we did this? All right. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> apparently, the the hand on the till it was running out of money. Yeah. And not being able to finish the film so that it made sense. Yeah. So it was like, it's just gonna be what it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, All right. They, That's like an artistic they choice. Just, just took the film away from them. Yeah. Like this, this is it. We're editing this together, and it is gonna be what it's gonna be. Uh, we just need to get it out. That, that might be a good idea, I think, because <laughs> oh. and it's just made it something even more special. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, I didn't realize until the credits rolled that Mr. Tops is played by the same guy who plays the Hippie King. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
I, I don't know why I didn't cl- clock that, but I guess the Hippie King just suddenly disappeared, I guess, because he had to go and get changed into a white suit. The Hippie King with the, the weird fake nose. He didn't see yeah. like a mm. fake nose. Yeah. Mm. I think that's meant he's to hide. That, the bridge, I think it's meant to hide that he's Mr. Tops. Well, it worked were, for me. If you would have seen him at the beginning. Oh yes, of course. Like a... That character from the beginning of the film, Mr. Yeah. Tops. Maybe that's why the film just begins because they were like, oh yeah, we'll fade into this or we'll yeah. cut to this. There's going to be some scene at the beginning, and it... God, that's oh, it's frustrating. It's just, but uh, uh, it's you... so wonderful though. Now, can I just say it's yeah. so wonderful to have someone else to talk to. <laughs> About this film that, that knows that this film exists. Because having this film oh. live inside my mind yeah. and not being able to like, mm. just like, just make sure that I haven't gone insane. Yeah, that it like, actually happened. It's, you're like, it, is this real? It's yeah. like when is Alfie wakes up on the park bench with the hippie king and all those kids. Going, he's baby, like, baby. No, I'm sure that party happened. I'm sure I had sex with that lady and there was all this really well choreographed orgy stuff. I'm exactly. sure that happened. I'm sure it happened. And then that I kid was there. just falls over as they're exiting <laughs> And I was like, did That's, they just That was the best take. They, yeah. This is the best take. What happened in the other take? Is yeah. that poor kid? We don't have any coverage. It's like, it's like, it's shot. like, all right, we did one shot. That's it. We got it. Moving I on. Like That's what happened in Cut. this film. Mm. Yeah. They got oh, a very Ed Wood approach yeah. to, to the whole thing. Yeah. That'll do. Moving on. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Um, so, Ellen. Yeah. Uh, fr- from your, uh, I'm going to call it position of authority. As, as, a, as somebody who studied dance. As, as someone who is not only a professional dancer, but is a doctor of musical theatre dance. Yeah. Um, how was the dancing? To ask the most broad it's... question, I guess. No, no, okay. So it, it was interesting because it was very, like, and from that very opening number, like, it's very, very 80s. There's a very specific vibe in that 80s kind of jazz dance style stuff, which is mostly what this is. There's a little bit of more Broadway-style stuff. They do that whole, like, producer's number with the girls in the spangly outfits. They're tap dancing on the desks and stuff. Um... There's a little bit of like Billy Elliot when you've got the dudes with the triangular riot shields banging on them and doing their doing their thing. That whole um, I was about to say ten minute hate, but no, it wasn't. It was the Bim Hour. The Bim Hour. Um, we, we, we the Bim Hour, which was which was just an hour of like aerobics, like eighties aerobics dance stuff. I, it, actually, can I interrupt? Yeah. We, we do need to talk about the Bim Hour right now because I can't <laughs> believe I skipped over that. <laughs> The, like that, the, it's that's genuinely funny. Yeah, the yeah. Bim Hour genuinely satire. Funny. Honestly, one of the funniest things in the entire film is just the fact that they're like, "It's the Bim Hour. It's four o'clock," and they're like, "Oh, and guess the, we better stop doing this surgery but right now." The second now. thing, the second shot they show because the it's first the shot is just fire. normal people, <laughs> and then the second shot is literally firefighters being like, "Oh shit, okay, we, we got to do it." Guess we better stop putting this fire out. We better like, do our Bim dancing. <laughs> but the Bim dancing is really good. But the house really is burning good. down behind them. It's <laughs> and then that guy wakes up from his um, from surgery, surgery to, and to like dance punches. dance 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 and then collapses down dead and then you don't see the surgery room again yeah and you get the nuns doing oh their little God. dance as they do their prayer walk yeah okay there sorry is, there are some there are some very legitimately very good dances i think the i think this the sex dance was honestly one of the best choreographed That's dances a cool number. in the film yeah it was... it's really physically impressive do you yeah. see that bit where those dudes were like we're gonna do a handstand and then go into like a body roll like into like yeah like Oh my god! Without crushing the women underneath them, that takes a lot of upper body strength mm. and, and core stability. 
on a um, on a like a mattress or whatever they had. Like, yeah, you'd hope it's like yeah. Not too soft. I mean, you would you would hope that they didn't put them on actual mattresses. Yeah, <laughs> because that would hurt like a bitch. Mm. Um, but it was very it was very genuinely impressive. very athletic. They had real dancers in this who had real training. Mm. Oh, you could tell. It's a fun watch, and there's the like when they're in the the lobby of yeah, and they've got. Like I, I love, I love they, they always the... have, like, if there's a second there's... level or somewhere yes. far out in yes. the distance, there's They've... always people doing Correct. stuff right in the far yeah. distance. Like, there's got, always like, a lot of depth. It's very and space. It's very theatrical. It's that idea of okay, so we've got the set, which is the main bit. So everybody's dancing down on the bottom bit, but then everybody else is up on the staircase yeah. at the back. Doing background shit. And that, I love that they've like they've got this massive space, and they they actually do move the camera and travel yeah, through they it. Do. Like they, it's not just standing still or in yeah. positions. Yeah, and like, that's really hard to do. Like it's really hard to film dance and have it look good. And this is this is the way that they were filming a lot of the dance was not entirely dissimilar to, um, not like really really early musical films, but like just that little bit after it. Um, yeah, it definitely it definitely edits and cuts yeah. a whole lot more than, yeah. than early musicals. Oh, yeah. Massive, and, and there's a lot of, so. there's a lot of there's edits a lot of, on music. There's a and, lot of, there's a lot of like shots from like at a height. So you're kind of looking down a little bit at like those big. And repeated shots and like close, like turning around in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> changing and, who was in the chair yeah. with the guy. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. It's, and, it's very theatrical and in the, the way that it's The presented. editing of the dancing as well. One of the things, one of the moments I really loved in this film that doesn't involve Miriam Marigold's is um, when they're in the lobby waiting to go and see Mr. Boogaloo and they're talking to the guy from Ballet 2000 and he's like, I'm with Ballet 2000. Who? Bam! Straight into the into the Ballet, ballet routine. Dance and it's the, the first it's not shot. a ballet routine. I know it's not ballet. But like, <laughs> it, could, it could be 1994 ballet. Who knows? Um, but it's, no, but it's Ballet 2000. So oh, it's true. like the ballet of the future. And it's that first oh. shot. So it's jazz and it ballet. follows it the main dancers, but they move through that big space. That's sort of how we're introduced to that big space in terms of the yeah. number. Yeah. And then it turns into a Mr. Boogaloo song. Yeah. And I, I just was like, this is very compelling this and slaps yeah it's it is a strangely compelling film yeah yeah which is what's frustrating about it because you can't you can't write it off as just a horrible piece of shit that's hilarious no, to laugh not, at it's very there's compelling some interesting stuff in it but also at the same time it it do, genuinely does not it's work also, as a whole oh yeah no, no it's, it's like not a cohesive. camp nightmare from hell no. it's definitely not cohesive oh my god also i'm not convinced by many of the actors in this film oh no uh, and that's but for some reason that's okay i i, I think partly i wouldn't want them to be, be yeah but no. maybe it's maybe it's partly because part of the charm well yeah musicals don't necessarily need good actors is something i think i, I think it does help it, it but... helps but some like it i think it really depends on the musical i should oh, say yeah. something like this like i think if you had somebody who was a legitimately good actor it would be like yeah Patrick Dempsey in Enchanted. They would just seem very out of place. Yeah. I've seen Tommy and I've seen Oliver Reed in a musical and he's a great actor, but I don't know. I okay. see him yeah, in a musical. Fair. So like, I don't think the, the inverse is true, but I think if you've got a good singer that can like say a couple of lines when they need to and mm. yeah, at least useful. try and sell, like I, I, I think, yeah, some of the actors here mm. are definitely their singers and they were cast for singing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's fine because yeah. and then the they do a lot of singing. And then the cast for their acting ability and their ability to do little mm. like, hip wiggles. They were like, it's fine. We got we got Miriam coming in. <laughs> but they weren't even hip wiggling on the beat. I was like, oh, bless you. You're trying so hard, but this is so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> bless you. Love it. It's, it's, 
it's wild. What a time. It's wild. Uh, would you guys like some trivia about oh my God. the apple? Yes, yeah. please. Okay, all of, this, <laughs> all of this trivia comes from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. Um, Rob, I have a feeling that you will know basically all of this trivia. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure I've read it at some stage. Because there's a bit, but there wasn't a lot. Um, but let's have a look. Director... Menahem Golan has said that when the picture was booed midway through the 1980 Montreal Film Festival, he left the theatre, went to his hotel, and was preparing to commit suicide by jumping out of the balcony when his business partner barged in and stopped him. So the film was not well received, <laughs> uh, considering that the director contemplated killing himself. Jesus. Now, I don't know how hypocritical that is, but it, it certainly sounds like it was not well received at the montreal film festival maybe because of all the talk about them coming from moose jaw and being laughed at they're like hey we're canadian <laughs> boo we don't like this that's mean how do you? also getting booed by canadians that takes that takes that a takes lot of effort. that's impressive yeah. yeah you know if it's it, so polite. if it's not hockey it's related shitty. that's that's impressive um reportedly during its premiere at the paramount theater in hollywood did have a premiere oh, well, oh. i stand corrected <laughs> Uh, dur- oh, I hope dur- Miriam was there. During-, <laughs> uh, during this premiere, audiences threw their free souvenir soundtracks at the screen, causing extensive damage. <laughs> so I like how they gave her the soundtrack. There. They're like, "This is shit." Ugh. I'm glad they didn't do that in Canada. Can though. you imagine how? That, can you imagine rip the screen, how difficult it would vinyl. be? To- yeah, can you imagine how difficult it would be to get a hold of those? That would be worth so much. That would be worth so much money. Uh, yeah. Okay, eBay that. If you had a time machine, where would you go? A time and space machine? I would go back to the premiere of that and I would get all the things. And then chat to Miriam. <laughs> and go chat to Miriam. Like, and you'd be like, is this what you're expecting? She'd go, of course not. Like, <laughs> compels me though. Um, <laughs> Catherine Mary Stewart, who plays Bibby in yeah. this film, learned the music and was working with a vocal coach who was confident she could perform the songs. However, the producers got cold feet and hired professional singer Mary Highland to record the songs. So uh, Stuart is lip syncing to Highland's recordings in this film. Yeah. Um, decades later, Stuart commented, quote, She was wonderful and I'm thrilled that I had her voice attached to my face. It was all good in the end, end quote. Stuart later said, um, sorry, Stuart later had the opportunity to do her own singing in scenes from uh, the movie Goldmine in 1987. She's also in Night of the Comet hmm. and uh, The Last, Last Starfighter. Starfighter. Yeah, so and Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, so, so you know she's that's that's where I recognise her from. Uh, she's done all right. Like, oh yeah, and she's in the Apple, which is and she's in the Apple. I'm going to say is a little sticky piece of plastic of honour on your on your forehead. <laughs> she does a commentary actually on this Blu-ray, and I've never listened to it. Is I... it her or is it uh, Mary her. Highland? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, the screenwriters Kobe and uh, Iris Recht originally conceived the Apple in 1977 as a three-act Hebrew stage musical about God and the Devil, but their vision was deemed oh. too elaborate <laughs> and also too costly to execute on stage. So basically, they went, "Ooh, Godspell! Ooh, Jesus Christ, Superstar! Yeah. Oh, 77, right, right there! Oh, we're on the, we've got our pass on the zeitgeist, and everybody went, no, it's too much." There's totally a Godspell song at the end. There's there. totally a Godspell at the song at the <laughs> yeah. end. That was the big thing that it was very blasphemous, you know, mm. like we can't do musicals mm. about 
Jesus and God. Like, and we're doing glam rock. <laughs> yeah, but that was the thing. They were like, we're gonna, we're gonna do, Jewish, we're gonna Jewish do Jewish Jesus, and we're gonna do it with rock music. It was we're like, gonna do Old okay. Testament, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they showed their screenplay to uh, the director of this film, uh, Menahem Golan, who convinced them to turn it into an English language screenplay. So uh, that's that's what how the film ended up okay. happening. Was uh, yeah, they they showed it to a friend, and he was like, I reckon we can make this work. <laughs> Um, as Robert mentioned before, uh, Miriam Marigold shot all of her scenes in a day, and just amazing. Just like just having that as a day in your life <laughs> is. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 might I mean, go... I've, I've, I haven't had acting jobs with quite as exciting a thing as this, but I've done like day jobs that for acting stuff that years later I've been like, oh yeah, that time that I did this weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, upside down in a pool. <laughs> no, no, that's not the weirdest thing that I've done. I think probably the, 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 the oddest thing that's probably the most contextual in terms of this is I was once asked, can you do a promo thing? Um, we want you and another lady to dress in a gold leotard and a set of Isis wings and wander around while people are having drinks and canapes and like nibbles and shit at the launch of a range of new brick colours. Brilliant. And so I got paid a reasonable amount of money for a couple of hours of work. And it was literally just, and originally they wanted us fully painted gold from head to toe. And then they found out that body paint is expensive. And so are actors. And so they ended up, we had like some gold leaf bits on our, on our face. Um, and yeah, it was me and this other lady and I turned up and she'd organized the costumes and we got dressed in our little gold leotards and our, chorus lines and had some ice and sweets and we just wandered around this party and had photographs taken with random people and then they were like welcome to our new range of brick colors they were like metallic colored bricks would have worked in this film it would have really worked in this mm. film so you know contextual i don't bricks know, i don't metallic i don't i don't have a full um photograph of the outfit unfortunately but there are photographs out there that exist of me with random strangers <laughs> just wearing gold stuff just like hello and i got paid for that so you know it, it does happen it happens being an actor is weird yeah it's uh, weird um a large number of the extras and background artists appearing in this musical were cast from the american high school in berlin and were paid <laughs> 50 marks per day hell yeah that's pretty good mm. it would have been for yeah. extra work god damn mm. thank you very much mr there's, boogaloo there's a lot of extras there, there is, is a lot of extras they, they, the crowds like that opening scene with mm. the crowd like that's a full auditorium mm. of that's a lot of people mm. normally you wouldn't get that in a low budget film no. no mr boogaloo sings the line the world is nothing but a big casino royale huh. uh vladek shabel who plays mr uh, oh not boogaloo. roger delgado no it looked like it looks so much <laughs> half like half a second it's like is it that looks the so much like yeah and he sings a song about being the master he does sing a song being the master, mm, maybe. I th- parallel I, universe master. I, I think somebody watched Doctor Who at some point maybe. when making this. They went, ah, oh, that's the look. Well, again, it's about the time period. Uh, but yeah, Vladek Scheibel uh, appears in Casino Royale as Le Chief's auctioneer. <laughs> He's also in another James Bond film uh, from Russia with Love. Of course he is. So yeah, good stuff. And finally, the film originally began with a sequence in which Mr. Tops, aka God, creates the world. He, this would have been nice to know going into it. <laughs> he sings the song Creation and brings various creatures, including Alfie, to life. 
Then he sings a song with Mr. Boogaloo, or the devil, who ultimately falls into a stream and disappears. Live animals, humans, puppets, and people in costumes filled a small set. Mishaps abounded as a tiger got loose. The elephants got their trunks stuck in set pieces. People wearing a brontosaurus costume collapsed from the heat. And the terrain and restrictive size of the set proved difficult for the actors to dance through and cameras to manoeuvre. The omission of this disastrous shoot makes the biblical ending of the movie seem completely random. So there was a creation a literal creation a literal creation myth, myth song at the beginning with mr tops and mr boogaloo so that means the whole time you would have known mr boogaloo was the devil even before we saw yeah. that imagery i don't think that works for some reason <laughs> it's different it's different it's different yeah maybe I mean, maybe they needed to end the film with that scene have a flashback i don't know well, they, I guess they didn't finish shooting it because it was Because the not people in the Brontosaurus yeah. were too busy, like, having heat stroke and I'm shit. just And people getting mauled by a tiger. Yeah, a tiger got loose. <laughs> and the elephant's just like, what's in here? I'm just going to put my arm stuck. Oh, shit. Can you imagine just being Miriam Marigolds if that scene is in the film <laughs> and you turn up at the premiere and while people are throwing soundtracks over your head, you're seeing, like, a tiger maul an extra. She'd be sitting there going... I've turned up to the wrong cinema, clearly. Oh. I'm not in this film. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's the so bizarre. The making of this sounds as bizarre as the actual end product, yeah, oh, to be fair. man. Like, it's just, it's just an anomaly. What a strange yeah. piece of artwork. Look, if you can get a hold of this film, if you can access it via Tubi and VPNs, as Rob suggested before, um do it like i'm not i'm not saying that it's the best film ever made or that it's the worst film ever made but it should be seen <laughs> I'm, I'm very much with you on this rob great i'm so glad because I'm not crazy <laughs> we're not even an, an an hour out from having just finished watching the film i i i still don't know what to think i'm, I'm just sort of like yeah, yeah I no. Score that... the film in a minute, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I even I don't. Know. Well, let's let's try. You know what? It's so weird. It will accept whatever you say. You, you can have a Mr. Tops ending if you really want. Just <laughs> Ellen, try your 23 best. Twenty-three Flurbiter Goebbels. I don't know. Um, no. What, um, what would you give? Um, oh. What would you give the apple out of ten? If I was rating it on camp alone, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not just rating it on camp. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should. Um, I don't think it's a particularly good film, but boy, I had a wild ride watching it. Um, I feel like it's sitting somewhere around the... Maybe like a... Seven bim marks out of ten. Mm, just mm. all stuck to your face. Yeah, just like there is something very compelling about this. It's a bit shit, but it's yeah, it's weirdly compelling. Like I just wanna, I just wanna make Sarah watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I know that, and she's like, I, I messaged her and was like, you need to watch this, and she was like, can I get drunk? I'm like, yes, you can. While you watch this, mm. that's probably a good plan. Although you might start seeing. Four of, of four of people. Like poor Alfie did when he got <laughs> drugged. Yeah. Robert. So much lens flare. What would you give this film out of 10? Uh, with the stipulation that I don't generally 
believe in guilty pleasures. Mm. I like to, to rate films if they're bad, but they still entertain me. Yeah. I'll, I'll still give it a good rating. Yeah. With that proviso in place, I would also give it seven heartbeats. <laughs> Not 150? Ten. Not 150. <laughs> it won't get above 150. 151. Oh. <laughs> no, Look, I'll give it seven. Th- th- this film has so much to like. And so much to dislike. Um, it's it's certainly not boring. Um, the thing that it made me think about halfway through was, I don't know if this is a better film or not than Cyrano, which I saw recently, <laughs> but I'm going to remember it for a lot longer, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes an impact. Cyrano was pastel and very quiet. It this was, is the yeah. complete polar opposite of that. Yeah, we didn't have any of uh, Peter Dinklage running around in a loincloth or anything but like also, that. But also, this has memorable socks. <laughs> I mean, yes. Because yes. it's not just prose. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Look. They were very pretty. I love the little substance. I love the triangle instruments. I love the triangle prams. <laughs> Why were the prams triangles? Yeah, and the babies in bubbles. The and drinks. Yeah. Yeah, the drinks. So uncomfortable the shields. to drink out of. There was a real triangle thing going on, I guess, because it was the future. <laughs> the the songs are, are, are fine. One or two of them are pretty good, but I actually think a lot of them are a bit samey in some respects that's fair <laughs> um yeah like I'm, i don't unlike i don't think i'm gonna have speed stuck in my head i tuned out of that one pretty pretty quickly oh, just just wait we'll, we'll wait uh okay um wait until you, you're watching sandra bullock on a bus <laughs> and, and you just hear speed um look it's weird that's my review it's weird and i'm gonna give it I'm going to give it five and a half saunas out of ten because the way that Snake Boy said sauna was the weirdest... What, what was one of the things that stood out for me in this film? And I can't believe that's one of the things that stood out given so much weird stuff that's happening. Just the way he kept saying sauna or however he pronounced it was, was bizarre. Soak in the sauna. Yeah. Um, soak in a sauna. You dry yourselves out. Yeah. Um, Robert... And Alan, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Um, thank you for <laughs> helping me through the apple. The apple. Just uh, what a ride. Uh, and for those of you listening at home, thank you for enduring with us, I guess. <laughs> Look, it's, it honestly is an incredibly strange film, but a very rewarding film. Uh, but maybe not in the ways that we normally <laughs> associate with just, rewards. Just so many provisors. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's... You just have to see it. You just, that's that's the only proviso we can say. You have to see it to understand. Uh, if you do see it and you want to let us know what you thought of it, um, we've set up a helpline. No, we've set up a... <laughs> <laughs> we've set up a Facebook page. Uh, it's been running for a few apple. years, but you can leave your uh, comments and reviews of The Apple. Uh, what was your favourite song what was your favorite um jockstrap that you saw in this film because there's a lot to choose from who had the best glitter beard there were some amazing glittery yeah beards such in this a film. good glitter beard yeah hairspray yeah who, yeah who, 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 who had the best hair chalk yeah whatever it is you want to talk about 
just find us on Facebook, search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there and leave Best your review. boots. There were some very good boots in Very this. good boots. Uh, we are also available on Patreon. Um, I may be going to therapy soon, uh, having <laughs> witnessed this film. Help the podcast pay for my therapy by going to uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast because it will be me lying on a couch shouting, Who the f*** is Mr. Tops? You can't just do that! Um... <laughs> So, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, help me so I can keep making... Help me to help you. Help me to help you as I keep making episodes. I don't know we'll ever watch a weirder film, so... Oh, I, oh. I've got plenty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> let me, I've let got me push gadgets and gizmos of plenty. Okay, well, uh, yeah. but yes, patreon.com uh, forward slash CCUC podcast. There's also, in truth, lots of bonus goodies and extra things in there uh, for you to enjoy. And finally uh subscribe uh there's a new episode each and every week i'll be honest the last two weeks uh the wicker man and then this has been a bit strange so uh i look forward to a much more normal week next week with checks notes hedwig and the angry (laughs) (laughs) what a month for you steven which was the other winner in our musical film poll so um yes that will be uh, hedwig is not anywhere near as strange as what we just watched (laughs) yeah we'll um in any capacity i mean it's strange but but like yeah uh, but yes, if you want to hear our review of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, uh, go go to our um, various podcast providers, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, subscribe there, and you can get new episodes each and every week. But that is all for this week. So until next time, don't worry, guys. Mr. Tops is coming. Mr. I know Tops. he is. Mr. Tops. <laughs> Who is Mr. Tops? Who is Mr. Tops? Here he comes in his ghostly Cadillac. <laughs> Let my people go. But we had a contract. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the worst episode of Good Omens. That that (laughs) ended. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.